What's Appalachian? I I recognized a lot of that same energy that I saw in Cincinnati, and I, I wondered why more people didn't know about it. What is up? Ladies and gents, we are back for yet another week of What's Appalachian. Cody Greathouse in the house alongside my co-host, Gabe Roush. Gabe, we're back for another week. We are back in people's cars, in people's houses, in people's earphones for yet another week. In my head. Zombie. Yeah. Uh, So we're we're back, like I'd said. And we're bringing something to you this week that I've uh, I'm, I'm excited for every episode every week. But yeah, but th- this one's a little bit more heartfelt. You know what I mean? It deals with a little grassroots stuff and straight up positive stuff, dude. Yeah, like positivity taking root and winning in a in a community. Yeah, pretty good stuff. Yeah, dude. Uh, I'm I'm excited for this week's episode. As you guys can probably rewind to the past twenty some episodes. As I'm excited every, <laughs> every week. week. Uh, you know, uh, it'd be some shit if we were just like, well, this is just a subpar mediocre. Get <laughs> you match if we came in just a negative like. Well, hey, this is an guys. okay episode. Sorry, fellas. Hey guys, welcome back ladies. To another week. Of, what's that watching? Uh, <laughs> we have an all right guest tonight. Uh, she kind of did some stuff, but uh, it's all right. Let's take it over to the interview. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, I, I am. This is going to be a good one. Uh, we. It was funny because we had played tag back and forth through email, trying to get Sarah uh, Arnold, Sarah Arnold from yeah. uh, Clutch Mov, to uh, jump on board with us. And Clutch Mov is. Uh, the grassroots movement that we had spoken of. So yeah. uh, I, I won't I won't throw any spoilers out there. You guys can tune in and listen to it. Um, thank you guys, like I said, for tuning in for yet another week. Uh, yeah. Another hour episode playing in your car on your way to work uh, and your headphones while working out whatever you're Maybe doing. Maybe mowing grass now that it's that time of year. I mowed mine. I haven't yet. I know. It needs it bad. It's terrible. <laughs> if it was a homeowner's association, like your ass been kicked out. Yeah. It is what it you is. You know this happens every year. I'm like, know, I'm letting dude. that stuff grow long. I know, man. Then I'm like meticulously like groom it down, and then it looks great, and yeah. you know it. I'm on a, yeah. I know. In so, my in my white New Balances, you don't wear white New Balances. Uh, you're right there, Nikes. You do mow in khakis though. I do mow in khakis because <laughs> I, I come home from work. <laughs> so I will say, was that uh, Weaver though? He's just like, man, I'm not fancy enough to do yard work in this neighborhood. Yeah, I look over and Gabe is mowing in dress shoes. And I'm not khakis. wearing dress shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am wearing like my old work shoes. I saw alligator skin. <laughs> cowboy boots. Cowboy boots. <laughs> That's not true. I don't own those anymore. <laughs> oh, the honky tonk days are over. Uh, but anywho, guys, thanks for tuning in. Um, so let, let's let's kick it in. Gabe, I'm gonna throw it at you. Your beard looks like shit. You need to grind it. What is grinding your beard this week? <laughs> First off, I know my beard looks bad. <laughs> Wearing a mask all the time really screws with it. There's like it's awful. Line. Like There's where it's curling line. up from my mask. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I look forward to the good. days where I can just wear a beard and not a mask. <laughs> but but anyways, uh, for me, so this past weekend over Easter, we took a trip down to Chattanooga, Tennessee, did some exploring down that way. Okay. Um, which, that doesn't grow my beard because it's a fantastic area. Yeah. A really cool city. A lot of fun stuff around uh, around that area. Um, Tennessee's beautiful. Uh, of course. Definitely. Definitely. But uh, one thing I noticed as I'm traveling out of West Virginia through even... Uh, I guess parts of Eastern Kentucky into Tennessee mm-hmm. is the difference between just our Appalachian states. Okay. So what? Explain what, a little what, bit. What grinds my beard? I, I, I'll start out with this. What grinds my beard the most is how disenfranchised the state of West Virginia is, even compared to our neighboring Appalachian states. Okay. Okay, because like you, you leave the borders of West Virginia into Kentucky and into then you drop down into Tennessee and everything. Mm-hmm. And what do you, you, you see a lot of industry. You see a lot of just good investment. Yeah. I mean, you're seeing like really nice neighborhoods, new construction of really nice homes, everything yep. in a part of the country that from our experience is typically disenfranchised to the point where right. we don't see that economic stimulus yeah. in West Virginia in particular. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yes, we have our ni- our nicer areas. Like Putnam County is nice. North Central West Virginia is nice. But like well, yeah. you, you drive an hour into Tennessee down, well, I think it was like Route 75, and then you're just like, oh, man, this is... This is this is nice. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then I, I Google had taken me on like an alternate route, and yeah. like I'm driving through some like more rural areas, and I'm just like, man, it, like every area is nice. Like, of course, there are some town, but some parts that are that are more impoverished. Yeah, of, of course, but like overall, most generally, like I'm seeing stuff that is just. I'm just like, man, like pretty mind. We don't, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, we have some neighborhoods, but like I just got pulled off this podunk run. Oh, that there's. <laughs> And there's a castle, <laughs> right? Yeah, and, and and I I look at the just the industry that each of the larger cities have within Tennessee and 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 everything. I mean, I, and I understand that every state's different and it's run by a different government and yeah. investment is different. And I I also realize that West Virginia has been traditionally an extraction state, but just to the point that we've been extracted from and the reinvestment back into our state hasn't given us a fraction of what. Yeah. States like Tennessee, states like North Carolina have been yeah. afforded. Like that grinds my beard, man. Yeah, I understand. That. And do I, I know that? Do I know the solution for that? Not necessarily. Other than I think our elected leaders, we need to, to find some folks to put in Charleston to do a better job for us as a state. Yeah. Um. And, and as the people of our state. Right. And and rather than just selling us out to corporations, how about we invest into our people so we can grow and then invite investment. You're right. If that makes sense. No, you're, you're right. So, but that, that's, I'll get off that soapbox. What about you, man? What's grinding your beard? Well, I'll tell you something that is uh, grinding the old beard this week um, is the fact that, uh, you know, one thing I want to hit on going into this grinds my beard segment is one of the beauties of America within itself is, is the fact that people are different. Yeah. Um, you know, some people have, have great lives that, that, you know, they're happy constantly. Uh, 
they they have a, a great time. They're high on life constantly. Yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. Um, but but you know, something that grinds my beard is that there are people in this world um, that like to kick people when they're down. Yeah. Um, and, and I think you know this is something I've just always felt as as a human being is it is so easy to kick someone when they're down mm-hmm. rather than lend a hand and pick someone up. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we talk about negativity on here uh, and people being negative and yada, yada, yada. And I know our listeners can agree to this is, you know, you, you see something on, on Facebook or on social media that's negative. It's always so easy, mm-hmm. so easy to jump on and, and jump into the negativity and, and be negative with these people. But, but, what a lot of people don't understand is it is difficult to be the person that puts a target on their back yeah. to counter what a lot of the negative people are saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I do. Um, and, and I challenge our listeners this week uh, to, to this. I, I challenge you each and every day uh, to try and make someone's day 1% better. I like that. I know. I, like I know that. it sounds, and, and I've been trying to do this. I, I, I like I'm serious, that. wholeheartedly. I've been trying to do this. Make someone's day one percent better. Because if you try to make someone's day one percent better, and you try to do that consistently, let's say over the course of a hundred days, mm-hmm. you know, you look at the impact. It's a hundred percent that you're leaving on somebody's life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, just just dealing with people I've been around this week, uh, and 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 I don't want to drone on about. You know, my career or experiences that I've had in my career, yada, yada, yada. I, I, I just, people are hurting, especially in the time that we're going through now. Um, and, and people can utilize this opportunity to step out of their comfort zone to help someone in need. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like accepting the challenge of trying to make someone's day 1% better is an opportunity to possibly save someone's life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, knowing that you're there for someone is is crucial. Um, and knowing that you're in someone's corner can make someone's day. Yeah. It, it can definitely pick someone up when they're down. And, and my thing is just genuinely just asking someone, hey, man, how's your day going? Like, everything good? That could literally make someone's day, mm-hmm. make someone's week. Yeah, uh, <laughs> month, month. Yeah, or, or more. Yeah, uh, because you know you never know what somebody's going through, and it, it's important to always live that perspective to uh, live in someone else's shoes and and, and yeah. think about those things. So you know, something that grabs my beard this week is is for people that are jumping on others when they're down because they're an easy target. Yeah, um, but but I challenge, like I said, I challenge our listeners to. To make someone's day, uh, whether it be, you know, your mom or dad or, or grandma or grandpa or your wife or girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever it may be, like, mm-hmm. try and make somebody's day. It could be a total stranger. Yeah. Last week, man, went through Tudors, grabbed a breakfast uh, breakfast sandwich and, and paid it forward, man. Yeah. Started that line. You know what I mean? And, yeah, and that, like, that's awesome. It, you, you just... And it's not because, you know, I want to feel good about myself. It's because, you know, 
you just never know what the guy next to you or behind yeah. you is going through. Oh, you know, without a doubt. It could be a tough time. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether they have a smile on their face or not, it, it, they could be going through a tough time. You know, So I paid it forward and, and went along my day and with my day. And, you know, uh, I ask that our listeners pay it forward. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe not monetarily, but just with your attitude. Yeah. You know, because it's so easy to get down, especially during the times that we're facing now. Uh, I just ask you to, to be be a bright spot in somebody's life. You know, we um, need that positivity. My we man. do, especially, especially during these times. So yeah, my grounds, my beard this week is, is for people that just want to jump and be negative just because other people are being negative. Yeah. You know, so I like that. That's it, dude. I, I like that. The beard's grinded. Yeah. I'm glad that's over. Me too. For both too. of us. Let's continue to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh-huh. this segment of what grinds my beard is brought to you by Visions Baba Shop in Galpless Ferry, West Virginia. It's true. After we grind our beards by being ticked off about whatever here <laughs> yeah. or there, we can always rely on Jason or Justin to shape us back up. The best master barbers that I think I've ever dealt with. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So they have a great shop there in Galpless. Uh, they've acquired a, a salon uh, that Jason will be running. For all the ladies out there, in case you're looking for a quality dues. A saloon? No, salon. No. It'd be a lot cooler if it was a saloon. <laughs> I imagine like a spit platoon in the corner. You just bust through the doors. Ba-ding, ba-ding. <laughs> I need a haircut. <laughs> I need some highlights. <laughs> Give me some pomade. No. no, but we do appreciate their support at we Visions do. Barbershop. They're quality guys. We highly recommend them for quality haircuts. And quality beard care. Huh? I'm excited about this interview. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of like I am about every episode said, every yeah. week. I'm excited about this interview. Hey, let's get it's, going, baby. This is going to be great. Uh, no, but but th- this is good. Uh, this is a great story about um, an independent media outlet local to us mm-hmm. in our region in the yeah. mid-Ohio Valley. Um, we're, we're speaking with Sarah Arnold, who is the owner and founder of Clutch MOV. Um, it's a great story, and I think that you folks will enjoy this. This evening we have Sarah Arnold, uh, owner and founder of Clutch MOV. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no thanks problem. Thanks for coming on. Um, I know it's been crazy uh, scheduling and everything with us being involved with high school sports in West Virginia and yeah. the nonsense that that's become <laughs> this school season. Um, but uh, we've been really looking forward to having this conversation with you and just talk, kind of talking about your part of Appalachia, I suppose. Yeah. Very happy to be here. Definitely. Sweet, sweet. I know you've been busy, too, with some projects, too, haven't you, Sarah? Yes, we have. We just wrapped up our Reader's Choice Contest, which is always a big undertaking, but we're very excited about that. Yeah, Good. that's awesome. That's awesome. I look forward to checking uh, that all yeah, out. Yeah, me too. Um, so I, I, I've been following your guys' uh, social media page for uh, l- probably as close to as long as it's been around. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, the, the stuff you guys put out is such positive, so positive, in just about every every aspect, yeah. so I, I appreciate what you guys are doing um, with with all of that. But uh, um, tell us a little bit about 
uh, Clutch MOV, kind of the background on it, how, how you got started with it and everything like that. Sure. Well, Clutch MOV is an online community magazine for, by, and about the Mid-Ohio Valley. So we've been around since about 2014, and I had actually, I'm, I've lived in Marietta since uh, 2000. Mm-hmm. I'm originally from Ohio, but I, I went away to college and um, ended up living in Cincinnati briefly when I graduated, uh, right after I graduated from college. And then um, a family emergency kind of brought me home to Marietta for a little bit. And I had only been living in Cincinnati for about a year, but there was a lot of really interesting things happening there. They had a free print magazine. You know, they were renovating Washington Park and the breweries were popping up and I was, there's a lot of excitement. And yeah. so moving back to Marietta initially was a little bit of a, uh, it was a little bit of a surprise. Uh, I wasn't planning to be here long-term and there was just so much energy in Cincinnati that I, I had a feeling I was going to miss it. But the minute I moved back home, I started working downtown for a little while, uh, part-time, just at, just for context, my parents' home burnt down and I uh, graduated with a degree in architecture. So I moved back home to design the new house and to help them through that construction process. And then I was planning to go away to grad school in Seattle or, you know, just go travel a bit. Yeah. Um, but I started to meet all of these people doing really interesting things in Marietta. And to me, I, I recognized a lot of that same energy that I saw in Cincinnati. And I, I wondered why more people didn't know about it. And I actually applied for a job with the local tourism bureau when I first moved back. I think I made it through the third interview and they asked me what was happening in Marietta this weekend. And I couldn't answer the question. I wasn't subscribed to the local newspaper yet. I was just in town for a little while. um, I thought, well, you know what? I checked social media to learn about all of that. And that kind of information wasn't really out there. And so Mm. I thought that just kind of gathering all of that creative energy and, you know, the local events and, to share it in a free, accessible, um, fun way through social media would yeah. probably just make a lot of other people feel more excited about our region. Right. Yeah. That's, that, that's great. Um, I know, especially from the social media aspect, this is kind of me taking this back with what we've been involved with here in Point Pleasant. Yeah. Um, with Get to the Point, kind of that, that early startup. Uh, one of our other friends, uh, Ashley, when she was started talking about uh, just kind of creating like this new um, narrative for our town, I used Clutch MOV as kind of like that prime example of what we really hope to do with right. what we were wanting to do, just yeah. from what, what you guys were putting out. And I, I appreciate you, <laughs> you coming back to the region and, and, and getting that started up in, in the Mid-Ohio Valley. Well, thank you. That's, and, and I was looking at Cincinnati. I actually reached out to the editor of their free print magazine at the time, and I, mm-hmm. I said, I love what you guys are doing, and you know, we'd love to do something similar. So it's great when we can learn from each other and share our experience. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a big part of it, too, is, uh, you know, <clears throat> as, as Appalachians, the other people we've spoken to in past interviews is, you know, the sharing of resources and, and the web that you create with different people um, is extremely important because the people you meet throughout your life, especially uh, in Appalachia, they all have so many different specializations and trades that they're, that they're great at, uh, and they have their own niche and their own spin on things. And creating that own web of these individuals is, I think to me, is one of the, one of the most unique and exciting pieces to uh, doing, what, doing what you do and what we do as, as podcasters and, and being, being a part of our community, you know. Absolutely. And that's part of why I love living here so much now is just because I've had the opportunity to meet more and more of those people doing these things in our communities and 
it's really the people that make the place. Yeah. 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 And, and with with Cl- with Clutch MOV and, and uh, your staff writers, they're they're all volunteers, right? Like free. One hundred percent volunteer at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really awesome because the content that you guys put out is top notch. Oh, yeah. Like you guys check out your if you check out the website, I mean you read through and you read the stories and, and, and the highlights and everything and the photography on top of that. I mean it looks like <laughs> you guys are pumping a lot of like serious money into the talent that you guys have and that's really awesome that folks are that invested within the community, especially yeah. in the Marietta Parkersburg area, um, to really jump on board with that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been really uh it's really interesting to see if you you know, we've had over 100 people contribute at different points in time. So mm-hmm. we've had some people who have come by and had one story they really wanted to tell or other people who have written uh, one story a month for, the, you know, for three years and then they moved on. And um, we've had people who, you know, they were in town for a brief time and they wanted to help out. And, you know, maybe they were from this area and then they moved to Los Angeles. Or yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have we had one writer who was writing uh, while she was here just temporarily and then she moved back to Seattle. And so... Uh, it's really important to us that our writers are from the area and that, you know, they're living here and they're experiencing life here to be able to write about it. Yeah. But it's been really great to see all of these different voices contribute to this community magazine. Yeah. Sarah, one question I have just by, you know, hearing that, are, are these people just um, contributing journalists? Like they have other trades that, 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 that they work at throughout the day and they just contribute like you guys had said as volunteers, you know, they're not actually, you know, diehard journalists or anything they're just people from this area that that love this area and want to tell their their story you know absolutely we have had some trained journalists on our staff but most of us myself included are you know my background's in architecture and design yeah. and um i always wanted to be a magazine publisher growing right. up but that wasn't something you know once i went to college that wasn't on my radar anymore until i kind of moved back here and thought well i, I had started a design blog while i was in cincinnati yeah was not so tied to place. And then when I moved back to Marietta, I really thought, you know, it'd be more meaningful if it was something about the area. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And I think that's easy for a lot of people to jump on board with. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing about Appalachia is people love to jump on board with, with things like what you have going on, even even our podcast. You know, I, I've heard many people be like, I've never listened to a podcast ever in my life, you know. <laughs> and to, but people are so supportive and, and are there to pick you up, you know, when, when you need to be – Especially when it's something positive. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I know that there's the, the negative Nancys are out there that of really course. feed on that negativity. But yeah. like, like when it, when push comes to shove, like if there's something positive that s- someone sees like a good trend with, yeah, like, I feel like they do jump on. Absolutely. Um. So I know you're from Marietta. This is based out of Marietta. But what what really pulled Parkersburg, West Virginia, into this whole? I mean, other than just the fact that it's in the Mid Ohio Valley, along you guys. Well, it was really important to us that. It was the whole Middle High Valley. Mm-hmm. At least, I guess I say that with that definition being pretty loose. Um, yeah. For us at the time, it was Washington County and Wood County. Yeah. Yeah. It was really what we were calling the Middle High Valley. And because they're so close, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's so many people in Marietta who, know, who only go to Parkersburg to go to the mall. Right. Yeah. Or so many people in Parkersburg who never go to Marietta because it's so far. It's only 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. My, my commute across town in Cincinnati was longer than that. Right. You know? There's so much, especially if you're looking for live music and entertainment, mm-hmm. to really um, have a good idea of all of the options that you have. You really have to look at both communities. Definitely, definitely. I mean, because you, I mean, I, 
I don't want to say that they're sister cities, but I mean, they're, they're close enough in proximity, like you said, and they each have their own unique things. It's, it's nice that you guys are starting to embrace those common denominators and, and really build upon that yeah. because that, that's something that I, I know we would like to see within our community with our neighboring town, Galvalius, mm -hmm. um, over in Ohio. So uh, that, that's a really cool thing to. Kind yeah. Of and, and I think, I think Marietta in itself is, uh, so unique. I mean, it, it has mm -hmm. such a, I don't even know the word for it. it. Just has a feel about it. Yeah. You know, you know, when you're in Marietta, as soon as you, you know, Marietta's Hallmark. It's oh, dude, very. It's classic Hallmark. It's a Hallmark town. One hundred, and, and you know, even even the college campus. It's like yes, we we go there every summer for basketball camps there uh, with Coach Vanderwald. He runs it from um, you know Marietta College, and I I love it up there. And, and anybody that that asks me like what you know what's a good spot around here, you know, oh, yeah, Marietta. It's like you said, it's twenty minutes away from Parkersburg. Like I'm willing to drive that to go, you know mess around in Marietta for a little while, you know. A lot of history in Marietta. Oh, yeah, and definitely. definitely. It's, it's interesting because, you know, it's always nice to hear that perspective, the outside perspective, because, and I, I volunteered with our Main Street community for the past, well, really since I moved back to Marietta. Right. That was sort of one of the first organizations I was, I became connected to and was just really excited about. And Parkersburg has a Main Street community, a Main Street program as well. Right. Uh, so it's really great to see both both cities, you know, really focusing on downtown revitalization. Um, but in Marietta, you know, we'll we'll talk about our challenges, and we have all of these things we're trying to do. And sometimes it's nice to just step back and say, you know, really, there's a lot going on here. Yeah, oh, one hundred percent. Definitely. I mean, I, 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 it's a great example of a small town, a large. But for us, I mean, we're what Point Pleasant's population four thousand. Yeah, I was. Gonna I, mean, say, I know you guys are are a good bit larger than that, but still a small town yeah. and the, everything you guys are doing is just fantastic with that. And, and with how everything has grown, how you speak to, I know clutch has been a big part of that just by being able to put the word out for people to, to hear the story and, yeah. and, and hear about the events that are coming up and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think that's something that, that, you know, from point, from a point pleasant perspective, and we're trying to do the same thing here, you know, like Gabe had told you to get to the point and things of that sort, you know, social media has been such a big factor in all of this. And still a lot of people kind of um, don't want to jump on board with social media a little yeah. bit in terms of small business owners from this area and things of that sort. It's like, ah, uh, you know, let's, let's use newspapers. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like let's, and I'm, I'm not hating on that because you know, there are, there is an older generation here still that, that uh, gets our newspaper and things like that. But, but you know, social media, there's just, it, there's an art to it. You know what I mean? And looking at your all social media posts, it's, it's artistic to me, you know, uh, the filters, the, the effects, everything like that. It is, it, it is truly, um, like I'd said, art, you know, and, and you guys, I love how you guys just go to every nook and cranny that you possibly can to find these hidden gems to put out there to people to, you know, especially in such a tough time during COVID-19 going out there, doing your thing and, and putting these people out there to, you know, to, to help them out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, um, I absolutely understand. And, and we started our Instagram account pretty early on. Um, and when we first started, it was mostly my pictures because that's, yeah, that's, that's what I had. <laughs> we didn't yeah. have uh, too many followers. And at the time, like our CVB was, Posting um, 
photos of you know their trade shows and their meetings but not really showing too many pictures of our of our places right and one of the things that we really wanted to do early on was launch a branded hashtag um that was sort of a call to action and it kind of made sense just one hashtag and just really try to get people to use it to share pictures of our region mm-hmm. and so we just kind of kept putting it out there obsessively and you know we've shared over 3,000 pictures now on our instagram account but our hashtag live love mov has been used over 40,000 times wow. and so sometimes you know that's a business you know posting it on every single product picture and that's fine well yeah but a lot of those are also people you know sharing their events or exactly what they visit or their experience and I just think it's really helped um, our whole community contribute to the narrative of, you know, there's lots of reasons to love life here. Yes. Um, even though sometimes the Middle High Valley gets a bad rap, you know, those of us who are here really know that that's not the case. Yeah. So yeah. It's been really exciting to see that. For sure. And I, I, I think there's a lot of towns that can relate to that. Like life is actually okay here. Oh, definitely. It's good here in a small town. And, definitely. And, and you guys are able to really like promote that and the way that you do is awesome. But you kind of talked about your hashtag that you guys use consistently. So what's behind the name Clutch, M-O-V? Like, what, what, what's up with that? Like, I've, I've been curious about that. It's funny. We get asked this a lot. And actually, um, so I had the idea to start this magazine, and it was just kind of on the back burner. And I attended a women's leadership conference in Vienna. And I met two women at that lunch who were like, you need to do this. This is a great idea. We'll help. And I had another friend who at the time was the Main Street director um, before she moved to Cincinnati. And the four of us got together and we were just brainstorming names. And one of the ladies I had met at the lunch came up with Clutch as, you know, the symbolism being, you know, something you might hold dear, mm-hmm. hold near and dear, or for a, a woman, maybe it's your uh, little clutch purse that holds the essentials, or for a guy, the stick shift that moves you forward. Uh, so there's a lot of symbolism into that. Oh, man. Um, and then... MOV, Middle Ohio Valley. Yeah. But the funny thing is she never, like, she came to that one meeting. She came up with a name, and I've never seen her again. She never, <laughs> like, she just kind of decided to move on and to, you know, yeah. work on other things, which is totally fine. But I just, you know, she's the originator of our name, and she gets all of this credit. And, yeah, it's great. Wow. <laughs> there is a lot of symbolism <laughs> behind that. A lot that, more than, a lot like, deeper than what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> There's, like, three or four different ways yeah. to take that. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> But no one ever knows. It's like, pretty clutch. Like, it is why clutch. are you clutch mob? And what is what does mob stand for? Why clutch? It should be Marietta or Parkersburg. <laughs> yeah. It's too late now. Yeah, it's way too late. The brain's <laughs> already the life and times of Marietta, Ohio. Yeah. That sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Folks will buy that. In, in cursive. In cursive. Old English. Yes. Uh, sorry. <laughs> so um, obviously, this is independent media. Um, uh, all together, what 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 are the perks and what are the challenges of running an independent independent media outlet in Appalachia? Well, as I mentioned, we're a volunteer, mm-hmm. so um, unfortunately, the local news scene and I Clutch MOV is a member of the Lion Publishers Group. It's the local independent online news publishers. Mm-hmm. So very grateful that four years ago I found this professional organization for you know, this very niche group of people. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, the, you know, the business model of relying on advertising is is dying. I mean, that's why so many of our print newspapers are struggling. Yeah. Um, because that's a really hard business model to sustain, especially when, 
Google and Facebook offer more bang for your buck with advertising. Yeah. And that's just, it's always going to be that way because they have all of this big data that I'm never going to collect on our readers. Yeah. And um, so I think the model is shifting more towards membership programs and, mm-hmm. you know, reader supported. There's a great publication in Akron, Ohio called the devil strip. That's a co-op. And so, you know, they're, they have over a thousand owners who have bought into the company mm-hmm. and there are a lot of really innovative um, business models out there. You know, when we started Clutch, um, it was very informal because I didn't know that this was going to be, um, I didn't know what it would turn out to be. And so um, I I went the for-profit route because it seemed like it was the easiest thing to get started. And, um, you know, I was just like, well, we'll just see how it goes. And so um, I would say that's one of the biggest challenges in running an independent online news publication is just navigating the changing um, business model structure and knowing your community yeah. Um, some communities, you know, they have grant support from their local community foundations. Right. They've chosen a, a nonprofit model for that reason. Other publications, you know, they have silent investors who, you know, or they have, um, you know, raised capital early on and had yeah. all the seed funding to be able to pay a few people and get things started. And we just sort of, you know, grassroots effort here. I like <laughs> that. Yeah. I feel like that's. But we've been sticks. able to sustain. Yeah, most definitely. I, I think you're right. I think that is what sticks. I think, uh, kind of goes back to what I said earlier about people jumping on board, especially with something positive like mm-hmm. like you'd added. But like, you know, something that if, if it's uh, you know, something that sticks is 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 you know, it's nichey. It's it's something people care about. It's something people are passionate about. And they can relate to. It, yes, yes, and that's what I love about Clutch MOV. Well, thank you. No problem. I, we've published over, uh, I think we're nearing 2,000 articles now, which is which is great considering yeah. we publish, you know, a, a few a week. We've maintained a steady pace mm-hmm. over the past, um, well, gosh, I think we launched to the public in 2014 in March. We started creating content in 2013, just sort of building a backlog of stories so that our website didn't look empty when we launched to the public. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just smart. Definitely. We, we probably should have done that a little bit with the podcast. We're novice. Oh, my gosh. We had no clue what we were doing. Are we ever? Uh, Here's our Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with everything that you guys have done thus far from 2013 to now, like, what's the future of, of Clutch? Like, where do you guys see yourself in, like, transitioning to in the future, building or staying, staying just at the same level? What's up? Well, so we've tried a lot of different things over the past seven or eight years, mm-hmm. including a podcast mm-hmm. where I think we had like 20 so or some episodes. Uh, we did two print issues. We tried doing a print magazine, which people loved. And we, you know, we were really proud of the product. But mm-hmm. as far as continuing to produce that as a volunteer staff, was a little bit straining. Yeah. Um, the best of, I think, is something that, that was something we wanted to do when we first launched, but we just didn't have enough of a readership audience at that point. Yeah. And then when we first hosted it in 2019, it kind of blew up the local internet. We um, made the mistake of asking for nominations via Facebook posts and people thought they were yeah. voting. So our engagement was like sky high on Facebook. We gained thousands of followers, but people were really like, they thought they were voting by commenting. Oh. And we had to sort through all of these like 20,000 comments of nominations oh. oh, to no. create the ballot and all of this stuff. But at the end of the day, we still had Oof. high participation from the community. That's great. Um, we allowed one ballot per email address. And I think we had over, I know we had over 17,000 ballots. Holy moly. For wow. the, the first time. And then this year we hosted it again. We had over 
30,000 ballots. And so our whole goal was just to have more of the community participate because our, our the other local readers choice contests, um, you have to be a paid subscriber to the local newspaper and right. you have to cut out the ballot from the print paper and uh, mail it in. And uh, so we just know that it's not hitting um, everyone who has an opinion about these things. Yeah. yeah. So we wanted to reach a wider audience. Fair Most enough. definitely. Fair Most enough. definitely. What? Well, and it sounds like you guys, I mean, not to knock traditional media outlets in our region, but you guys with what you're doing is keeping up with, I hate to say it like this, keeping up with the times yeah. in terms of engagement and reaching readers and everything versus relying on just, like you said, the, the, the more difficult business model of advertisement and through print and everything. So I, I, and I think that's an, a, that's a testament to what you guys have been able to do and reaching 30,000 people and, and, and having them be engaged <laughs> in what you guys do. That's, that's incredible. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you. That's that's. I would say that's the future. Is just trying to continue to reach more of our area. We know that there are, you know, around 150,000 people in Wood in Washington County. Um, maybe a little bit more, but no. We know we're only reaching a, a percentage of that right now. So we're just hoping to reach more people with our our stories and our event calendar, our email list. Um, we are really excited this year. Instead of doing a print guide featuring our winners of our best of competition. We're actually working with the team to build out a section of our website into an interactive guide. Oh, wow. So that, that always lives on our website. And I think leaning into the fact that we are an online resource and we reach more people digitally yeah. and just allowing that to be something that uh, we accept instead of trying to do these print projects, I think yeah. makes sense. Oh, uh, for we, sure. also, we also have a product line that we, we sell in a local shop. And so um, that's brought in most of our revenue to date. And I think we have some exciting plans to expand that as well. Well, let's go ahead and throw the product out there. What, what, uh, sure. Well, we, we have a line of t shirts, postcards, mugs, um, shot glasses, keychains. Oh, ho, 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 shot, ho, ho, shot glasses. <laughs> we do. That's not for me. Uh, we, that's not for me either. Like, I'll just drink my beer, but like, <laughs> that's cool, awesome. Though. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Sarah. Go ahead. No, that's fine. Uh, we saw them at Wit and Whimsy, which is a brick and mortar retail shop in Marietta. Yeah. Yeah. And so, that's uh, one way that and we, we partner with local artists to design uh, all of our products. And, you know, our postcard line features photos that our staff has taken. Um, so they all contribute to the same thing. You know, the narrative that the middle high Valley is a cool place. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, wear it on a t-shirt. Um, we just recently launched four new t-shirts as part of a park series featuring okay. local landmarks. And we're very excited to have the musky bucket on a t-shirt. <laughs> all right. The musky I can dig that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can dig that. So, Sarah, and, and you know, this, this is your episode, girl. So, like, is there anywhere online that they can get this stuff at? I know, I know, it's in the brick and mortar, but is there anywhere online that they can find this stuff? Yes, uh, wit and whimsy dot com. W i t n w h i n z y dot com. Okay, yeah, all right. <laughs> we can put that in like the show notes yeah, too. So. It'll it'll be okay. on our it'll be on our we'll we'll throw it out there. Trust me. So we got you. From our awesome. end, that's that's great. That's great. And yeah, we're we're always looking for things to add to our line too. So we're excited to be working with um, some great local artists with some neat things up our sleeves. Hey, it's 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 like we had said at the beginning of the episode of creating your web. You know, everything's intertwined, everything's interconnected, and and that's what I love. You know, people are uh, jumping into their passion, into their their hobby to to you know help others out, and and that's 
And I think that's what it's all about. And I think you know that, I mean? that there's a lot of folks that are coming, moving away, coming back to help for a short time before moving away again. Yeah. I, I just, it's just like there's always that pull back home yep. to Appalachia. Maybe yeah. that's everywhere else, but I'm going to, I'm going to take that over for Appalachia. Yeah, because so. we can. It's our podcast, it's our right? podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we kind of like to round we, we, when we remember. Yeah, <laughs> we, when we, we try remember. To, we, we, we like to round out the interviews um, that we have with folks with, with, with a single question um, that we, we, we really like to hear the story of everybody. But um, what, what does it mean to you to be Appalachian or from Appalachia? Good question. Yeah, well, that's usually the response. <laughs> that's good usually question. the response. Go ahead and process it. You're good, Sarah. It's deep. It is. Um, I mean, I think for me, it's being part of this community that is so tied together. Mm-hmm. And I definitely didn't feel that when I lived in Cincinnati. And, you know, that might be different for the people who live there. But I think, especially in Southeast Ohio, where, you know, we have these small towns that, I think in all of the 25 counties in Southeast Ohio, there's no town over 25,000 people. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's a lot of these little tiny communities. And I, what really gets us through is leaning on each other. And in Marietta, you know, we've had all these floods and especially through COVID, we've, we've just come through so much together. And at the end of the day, everybody is still smiling and helping each other out and willing to step in and, and just be a family. And yeah. I think for me, that's, it's really the sense of family that you feel in your community. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's a good answer. It's a good answer. And I want to note, she said at the end of the day. So I, I, did, don't, I did hear that. Yeah, so just like, <laughs> I love that. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, he don't says apologize. it like a hundred times an episode. Don't so. apologize. When I say a hundred times an episode, I mean like a hundred times a day. Because <laughs> yeah. I do work and live next. I work with him and live next to him. So it's kind of his mantra. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's my habit. At the end of the day, you make a tally. Of how yeah. Yeah. We should. We, we should. <laughs> because it would fill an entire page. I feel like we have a few people that listen that that do tally that they yeah, I think so too I think so too so Sarah I wanted to, I wanted to add here I, I have an, I have an impromptu question here to ask you if you had to choose the coolest clutch MOV place article whatever it may be what is your favorite out of everything that that's happened, I know we're we're racking up seven years here from 2014. But what what could you point it toward? I know, I know. I'm I, we're we're just we're racking up the questions <laughs> here. We're putting you on the spot. Hmm. Yeah, that's that is really good. I I might have to pick one from like last year. Yeah. Hey, go <laughs> go for it. Um. I really enjoyed the story that we wrote on the collaborative mural series that was um, uh, hosted last year in Marietta Main, yeah. by Marietta Main Street's Public Art Committee yes. in downtown Marietta in an alleyway. Mm-hmm. And so I was part of the committee, so I knew that this thing was coming, and I volunteered to write the story, but, you know, we were all very top secret about it until it happened. We mm-hmm. didn't want, you know, people to know what was going to happen. And, and the event itself, we invited 15 artists to come and just – have their way with this back alley and underneath the parking garage and just, you know, in their own style and, and just riff off of each other. And it was yeah. a grandchild of um, Bobby Rosenstock, who's a local, local artist. And we have several artists on our public art committee and we were all just really excited about this. And writing that story was just so much fun. Yeah. Um, interviewing the different artists and we had some great photography from Michelle Waters, who's one of our um, 
photographers who, you know, she's been with us for so long. She's taken so many amazing photos for right. our magazine. So when you see our great photos, it's it's 100% our staff photographers. They're right. just amazing. Uh, so it was really fun. And it was, it, was, um, it was something really unique for our region. And so it was really great to celebrate that. No other local media covered it. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Times and our other local publications were aware of it, but had other stories to cover. Right. Because we're a magazine and not daily news, we were just able to dedicate ourselves to covering it. Yeah. yeah. And it was a lot of fun. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, I, I remember seeing the social media posts on that and everything when that was going through. I sent that to Chris Reiser. Yeah. He, he, he's, he's the director of our main street here in Point Pleasant. I'm like, hey, man, like, you need to <laughs> consider <laughs> taking a look at something like this. Yeah. So, so what what the work you guys are doing there is fantastic Most and definitely. I, other municipalities in in the in the region are definitely trying to learn from the stuff that you guys are doing. Yep. So Most definitely. Um Mariana Main Street is a you know a single staff organization with a huge team of volunteers and mm-hmm. our executive director Christy does an awesome job just rallying the community. Um, yeah. Our Main Street is fairly new, so we've only been around for less than 10 years as an official Main Street. Really? Um, and so it's just been a lot of, well, let's try it and see what works. <laughs> They're kicking it for being that new. <laughs> yeah. Without yeah. a doubt. That's what I was going to say. That, that's some good positive energy coming out of, out of that. Yeah. Sarah, um, if, you got a, if you have a chance, you know, right now, if you want to drop any, any handles, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, anything like that, go ahead and drop it to us. All right. Well, you can find all of our stories on www.clutchmov.com and um, we're just clutchmov on facebook instagram twitter linkedin uh, we actually started a youtube channel because we had a writer who was like gung-ho about starting video and now she actually works for our local news um, station yeah. so you know she already got promoted away from us which is awesome so excited for her yeah. so we're hoping to you know um, find someone and do some more video work but, definitely yeah Follow along on social media and give us a shout out. Definitely. Guys, I, I can attest uh, just to our listeners. It, it is a cool, cool, amazing, heartfelt story to follow with Clutch MOV. So, mm-hmm. guys, uh, if you do have a chance, hit them up on social media uh, on all outlets. Yeah. Well, Sarah. Thank you so much. No yeah. problem. Th- thank thank you for uh, being willing to uh, work with us to get this scheduled and everything and uh, coming on the talk with us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun to just, you know, chat about all the things that we love. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah right. No. P- positive stuff in a small town. Uh-uh. Nah. <laughs> no way. Get out of here. Uh, that's kind of what we live on. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so thanks again. Sarah, we Thank appreciate you. you. As per usual. <laughs> Go ahead, dude. How excited were you? That was a pretty good yeah. Pretty good interview. It's pretty exciting. It, like the amount of positivity in just this this backstory of everything with Clutch and Movie, like that that's what I'm about. I know that's what you're about. That's what we're about. Well, you know, I, I think you take somebody that had you know, okay, you you were an architect and mm-hmm. but you're following your passion here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're following your passion, you're come making back, things come back to your hometown. Your passion. Yeah. Even though it was against your own, dude, I thought it was cool that that even though tragedy had struck, she came back to build her parents' house. Yeah, as an architect, Design it. that's yeah. pretty cool. Like, dude, that that is 
to me that is uh and then you fall back in love with your own community dude, it's the epitome of appalachia it's it's yeah. that family feel it's that it's that love mm-hmm. and uh and and buying that you have across the board for Appalachia's for always Appalachia, pulling man. at you. I don't know if you heard that. Appalachia's pulling at you. No, yeah. I haven't heard that. I'm gonna put that on a t-shirt. Okay, but anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was stupid. Sorry, guys. Yeah, it was really dumb. Yeah, my bad. But anyway, I also love the fact that. She said at the end of the day twice. So it, it, I want to. It happened. It did happen. Um, uh, but <laughs> it was a fun episode, man. And, it and was. Guys, I, I urge you all to to check that out. And and the thing is, like, I, I, I'm hoping that this spreads more than just Mid-Ohio Valley. I think, I think this has the opportunity to run. Yeah. You know, it, it could. Well, I, I, and that's it could her great goal for is yeah. for others to kind of take what they've been able to build and emulate that in your region, in yeah. your town, and then build upon that to make your immediate surroundings yeah. better. Yeah. And that's a message that I think we endorse. I think so, too. Across the board. Yeah. You know, and I, I think it's funny that, you know, we've had all these guests throughout the uh, five months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you've been around, man. Newbies. And it's just... Dude, it's just such a reoccurring theme throughout each interview we have. Community. (laughs) Family. (laughs) Togetherness. Like, it's just, that's what we have to offer here. And in the last few episodes, starting with Millen's, was you don't get treated the same when you leave here. Like, And you realize it. Yeah. And then you miss home, you come back home, and you're like, I'm going to take the cool things that I learned elsewhere. We're going to... Try some of that here and see what takes off. I think of I think of Marley too, man. Like, yeah, dude, it's just uh, what a crazy ride, man. Just in retrospect, what a crazy ride we've been on in the past five months with the people. And you have to think throughout this five month period, we've had a guest almost every single week. Yeah, I think we've we've only missed maybe one. You can count on one hand how many times you and I have done. Yeah, we've been grinding. I just realized. Yeah, that. we've been we've been grinding. Yeah, worth it. Yeah, yeah, no, I and, and but but the stories, uh, they they just all run together in terms of theme. There's always a com. There is a common theme. There's a common theme between all of them. So yeah, regardless of if it's if if it's a really positive story, or if it's something that that someone comes from kind of a low place builds up, there's always this common theme. I agree. Community, man. Yeah, that's positive. It that's, is. That's what's Appalachian. It's, it's what's Appalachian. So, Cody, this is my favorite segment. Well, I know this is your favorite segment. Well, yeah. Yeah. What are you drinking to, man? I think tonight I'm going to drink to the fact, um, dude, I, and, and I don't know if I've done this in past episodes and we'll have to research to it, uh, but um, I want to drink to community tonight. Mm-hmm. I do. Uh Usually, throughout the Stemman episode, uh, I don't really put much thought into the drink to that portion because I, I want it to come from the top of my head or from what I'm feeling in my heart. Uh, I don't want to do a bunch of research and, and think of some good things to just BS out there and throw it out there just for content. Like yeah. I, I try and I try and surprise myself with 
you know, what I'm drinking to. And tonight, like, just the sense of community. I feel like um, from a city council standpoint, we're making some strides here to make some big changes throughout the course of uh, uh, within our community. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people have jumped in to try and help propel this to happen. And I feel like a lot of people have bought into this project that we're working on uh, to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I love that. I love that, that, you know, we have engineers or we have construction workers or we have these people um, that, that can put their thumbprint on a project that, that are just jumping in and saying, Hey, I can help in this realm. I can help in this idea. I can help in yeah. this aspect. And everybody's just jumping together to make something happen for a community that could have an everlasting effect uh, in terms of, you know, the children that grow up here or in terms of the economy, in terms of a local standpoint. Like, I love the fact that um, people in our community can come out of the woodwork and say, hey, you know, I'll use my trade to chip in here. And it kind of goes back to what we were saying with Sarah. You know, it's the crazy web. What a web we weave. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. it's, we're seeing that now. And mm-hmm. I, I speak on this right now uh, in this podcast, and it, it's just now connecting with me, is what a, what a tangled web we do weave as mm-hmm. human beings here in Appalachia. Like, because people within this project that we're speaking of right now in terms of from a city council standpoint, uh, and I'm just speaking from my own personal experience, like, they are jumping in, mm-hmm. and they are using their own talents to come in and make a difference for our community. Yeah. And I didn't mean for this to tie into the episode, but, like, here we are. Like, it, it is totally tying in, man. Like, you have some people that, that own some big companies coming in to help us in the clutch, dude. Yeah. The clutch coming MOV. Coming in clutch. But... Man, I, you know, just taking a step back to see the helpers, you know, to come in during a, during a time of, of COVID-19, of a time of struggle. Yeah. Uh, Dude, I've mentioned it before, man, and I'm telling you, I think of that Mr. Rogers quote of, you know, always Mm -hmm. looking for the helpers. Yeah. uh, Yeah. During a dark time. And, and I'm not saying that there's a dark time in Point Pleasant. I'm just saying there's a dark time in, you know, Right now in our society with racial injustice, there's a dark time right now in our society of a pandemic. There's a dark time right now in terms of job loss and struggle and strife. Uh, but looking for the helpers. Yeah. No, I can. That's where we're at, dude. And I, and and I love that. that, man. I, I love that. that. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm drinking to community and I'm drinking to the helpers tonight, man. Yeah. I am. So. I like that. Let's clank it. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go ahead. What are you drinking to tonight, big dog? Uh, uh mine's closely related to yours, man. Um, I will will be essentially drinking to community overall. Uh, recently, um, our area has experienced a little bit of tragedy uh, it has yeah um we lost a well I, I lost a cousin 
um, here on Easter Sunday. Um, very a great a great dude. Um, was a prominent athlete in our area. Uh, went on to play college football. Uh, had a con- man had a contagious uh, personality. Man, mm-hmm. just a, just a happy go lucky dude. Um, always smiling, always laughing, always brought out the best in other people. And uh, unfortunately, he was taken way too soon uh, this past Sunday. And in that short amount of time, the entire community has just really pulled together to really support his mom and dad, who are who are such great people. Yeah. I mean. Kane's mom and daddy, Kevin and Paula, are are some of like the most top notch people that you will ever know. Mm-hmm. And in this hard time, just like time and time again, we've talked about. I know in our area, and I know Appalachia specifically. Like when tragedy does strike, people yeah. pull together, man. Yes, and 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 in this, like I mean, folks are pulling together, like pulling together resources to, to help the family out during this hard time. Yeah, uh, monetarily, just uh, support and everything. Um, a local establishment, uh, well, I'll go ahead and say my, my, my parents' establishment, The Hut, they're putting together a fundraiser just to sell chicken dinners, <laughs> yeah. something so small, yeah. I mean, uh, to to uh, <laughs> to help cover costs for the funeral because, I mean, obviously this was unexpected. Yeah. Um, and the the fact in, what, a day and a half, they've already pre-sold 700 yeah. um, dinners in, in, in a town... <laughs> That has like maybe fifteen hundred people, like yeah. it, it, like that that that's pretty significant. And the the outpouring of of, of folks has been, uh, it's it always reminds you of why you move back home. Yeah, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Because no, like the, the, the sense of community and it, it, in a small town like this, man, like even someone that you think might be a jerk, they'd still give you a, the shirt off their back yeah. to help you out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, again, uh, I'll kind of go off yours. I'm going to drink to good community, man. Just wipe off. I did. Hey. Wipe che- off the beer. Cheers to Kane. Cheers to Kane, guys. So, this week's drink to that, you'll never guess who is the uh, proud sponsor of this drink to that segment. River Roasters. <clears throat> did I get it? I ruined the segment. Yeah. No, Shit. You did it. Yeah, you guessed it. It's uh, River Roasters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm telling you guys, the uh, last week I'd mentioned grabbing a cup of culture. This is the true, this is the epitome of killer coffee in Appalachia. I'm telling you, over in Pomeroy, Ohio, River Roasters is the real deal, holy field. They will serve you up uh, the right way. So, guys, hit them up over in Pomeroy, Ohio, River Roasters. Um, grab you a cup of culture and maybe a bagel. I don't know where I can and go with bagel that. Bagel with everything and then some cream cheese. They're yeah. really good. You can grab your bagel from Europe. I don't know where uh. I can go with that. But, no, River <laughs> Roasters in Pomeroy, They have Ohio. the best coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I promise, man. They have some great uh, great projects in the works, too, that they're, that they're throwing together. So, uh, proud of Larry and Candace. If you guys get a chance, head back, listen to that episode with them. Um, excited, and I'm proud to call River Roasters our proud sponsor of Drink to That. So, guys, thank you, uh, and hit them up in Pomeroy. Oh, oh no, I'm not finishing that out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but 
Thanks for joining us again for another episode of uh, What's Appalachian. Thank you, guys. Uh, we didn't really mean to end on a bit of a somber note, but uh, regardless, uh, Cody and I are going to finish out <coughs> having a couple brewskis and uh, talking some, some good stories uh, and whatnot. Yeah. So, guys, you know, uh, just to recap on uh, tonight's episode, I, j- I just want to reiterate it, man. Yeah. Like Positivity, man. Positivity. You know, uh, I challenge our listeners, and, and if you do get a chance, shoot us an email. Yeah. Uh, what's Appalachian at gmail.com. Shoot us an Instagram message at What's Appalachian, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, shoot us something. How can you make somebody's day 1% better? I like that. Uh, it's it's small, seems minute, but hashtag at the end of the day. For sure. How can you make somebody's day better? Uh, I know how I can, um, and, and I question how you guys can. So, Take that to heart tonight as uh, or today as you head to work. Uh, maybe it's a phone call to a mom and dad saying I love you. Maybe it's a, you know, a phone call to a wife or girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's just paying it forward in the drive-through at Tutors. Uh, maybe it's just shooting somebody a text message that you haven't talked to in a while, just checking up on them. Uh, how can you make their day one percent better? So, guys, I challenge you to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as you head into this week, I wish everybody. Uh, a, a good week ahead, a good weekend ahead. I hope everybody stays safe. And uh, most importantly, I hope everybody is checking on their neighbors, just like I do old Gabriel Lee over here. So, guys, uh, we love you all, and we appreciate the, we the listening that you guys do to us as we ramble and have a couple beers throughout the week. And, guys, we'll see you next week. We love you all. Love you. Cheers. Just kidding, guys. Before we really sign off tonight. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back. (laughs) We want to thank uh, two of our newest Patreon members, Cody Caldwell and Sarah Arnold, who we just previously (laughs) interviewed. She rang in late. Yeah. But we do appreciate everybody's uh, support on our Patreon. We look forward to growing that a little bit more each month as we become less busy with sports. Well, and uh, we have some exciting things coming up. Uh, as you guys have seen, the Campfire Chronicles have began on Patreon. And I'm also excited because I know once sports end, we are going to be adding some video thrown in. Yes. That, that's one thing I'm extremely excited about is the video content. And that's going to be exclusive on Patreon. Yes. So no guys, good times to be had. Uh, on Patreon, from the video standpoint, uh, our our sound video guy, which I mean, now that we've bought this, the sound guy's kind of been gone. But uh, he, he thinks he's not important, but we still love him. Yeah, we want him here to hang out. Just with Just wait us. till the video starts. Yes. So uh, Andy Light will be in the in the in the house. mix house mix. Yeah. Anyways, house jams, yeah. jock jams. Thanks again, guys. All right, we'll see you next week. Peace out, Girl Scout. This episode is powered by West Virginia Can't Wait.